Hey y'all, Eves here. Today's episode contains not just one, but two nuggets of history. These are coming from the TDIHC vault, so you'll also hear two hosts. Consider it a double feature. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson, and it's August 1st. Caroline Herschel was born on this day in 1786, and she was the sister of astronomer William Herschel, who was 12 years older than she was. And she didn't have the same access to education or an independent life that he did as a woman in Germany in the late 18th century. But she wasn't just William's sister. She was an astronomer in her own right. So when they were children, their parents, especially their father, had a really strong idea of what he wanted their lives to be like. He really wanted William to study music, and Caroline was destined to be a good wife and a homemaker. So at first, that was really how they, he steered their educations. William learned a lot about things like music and philosophy and French. And while sometimes Caroline did get to participate in the same sorts of study, she spent a lot more learning how to run a household. But in 1761, Caroline contracted typhus, and she almost died. She was so weak that she had to crawl up and down the steps in her house rather than walking up and down them. And that went on for months. This illness was really serious, and it also affected her growth. And her mother, in particular, thought she was not going to be attractive to men as a potential wife anymore. So instead of training her to be someone's wife and run a household, they instead started focusing on the idea of her becoming a scullery maid. She would be doing a lot of the same work, but she would be doing it as a job, a job for pay, rather than the unpaid job of being someone's wife. This whole time, though, like I alluded to earlier, her father had been teaching her some things like music and philosophy on the side, but that came to an end after he became paralyzed after a seizure. And he continued to be in really poor health until 1767, when he died and she was 19. But then in 1771, William proposed that his sister Caroline come to work as his housekeeper, and then also to accompany him in concerts. So she would sing and he would play the organ. And she was overjoyed at this possibility. She started practicing in secret. And finally, the two of them departed for England on August 16th of 1772, Now, in addition to that musical career that his father had wanted for him so badly, William had also been studying astronomy, including starting to publish in some papers. Caroline started out by keeping his house and keeping the accounts. She sang on stage, and she started working with her brother on his astronomical pursuits. She learned and she assisted until eventually William gave her her own telescope. She started identifying and cataloging clusters and galaxies and so many other astronomical bodies on August 1st of 1786. And for several nights after that night, she spotted an object that was moving in the sky that turned out to be a comet. This makes her the first woman credited with discovering a comet. And after she did so, William, who by this point had become the king's astronomer, lobbied for her to have an actual paid position, and she got one. This made her the first woman who was paid as a professional scientist in Great Britain. So William definitely opened a lot of doors for Caroline. She was able to get access to things she couldn't have had access to otherwise because she was his sister. But she was an astronomer in her own right. 
and her work continued long after her brother's death. In the decade after that first comet discovery, she found seven more. She helped expand the number of known star clusters from 100 to 2,500. She earned medals from the Royal Astronomical Society, from the King of Denmark, and from the King of Prussia. She became an honorary member of the Royal Society of London in 1835 and the Royal Irish Academy in 1838. And today, there are comets, asteroids, and a lunar crater named after her. She died on January 9th of 1848 at the age of 97. Thanks to Tari Harrison for her audio skills on these episodes of the Stay in History class. And you can learn more about Caroline Herschel on the June 30th, 2014 episode of Stuff You Missed in History class. You can subscribe to this Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you get podcasts. Tomorrow, we'll have an infamous rise to power. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. The day was August 1st, 1911. Zelda Jackson Orms, better known as Jackie Orms, was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Orms is considered the first African-American woman who was a professional cartoonist. Jackie's parents were William Winifield Jackson and Mary Brown Jackson. Jackie's mom raised Jackie and her younger sister after their father died in a car accident. But when Jackie was a child, the family moved to Monongahela, Pennsylvania. She went to Monongahela High School where she was already writing and drawing. While in high school, the Pittsburgh Courier, a black newspaper, assigned her to cover a boxing match. But after she graduated, she began working as a proofreader at the Pittsburgh Courier. She also worked as a freelance reporter, covering police beats, court cases, and human interest stories. But she was more interested in drawing. In 1937, Jackie's first comic strip, Torty Brown and Dixie to Harlem, first appeared in the Pittsburgh Courier. The comic was about Torty Brown, a Black girl from a small town in Mississippi who moved to New York City to become a performer. Torty was self-reliant, and she found success at the Cotton Club in Harlem. Though the comic strip followed Torty's escapades, it also addressed racism in the U.S. and the challenges Black people moving North faced. The Courier was widely read in and outside of Pittsburgh, and the strip also ran in more than a dozen other Black newspapers around the country. The comic strip ran until April of 1938, and in the end, there were 53 original Torchy strips. Jackie married Earl Orms in 1936. They moved to Ohio, where Earl could be closer to his family, but they eventually moved to Chicago. They had a child, Jacqueline, but she died at age three of a brain aneurysm. While in Chicago, Orms began working as a reporter for the Chicago Defender, a Black newspaper. But by 1945, her single-panel cartoon called Candy that was about a housemaid began publishing in the Defender in a run that lasted several months. In 1945, Jackie's single-panel cartoon, Patty, Joe, and Ginger, began running in the Pittsburgh Courier, the Chicago Defender, and other Black papers. 
The cartoon was about an outspoken girl named Patty Jo and her silent and consistently shocked older sister, Ginger. It ran for 11 years, until 1956. The cartoon even inspired a Patty Jo doll that had an extensive wardrobe and was successful among black and white children, though production of the doll did not last long. When the Smith Mann Syndicate reached out to Orms in 1950 and asked her to bring back the Torchy character, she agreed to do so and created the comic strip Torchy Brown's Heartbeat. At first, she was set to just draw the panels and work with a writer to come up with the storylines, but she eventually gained sole control over the production of the cartoon. And she addressed big issues of the day in this cartoon too, like environmental pollution, racial injustice, and foreign policy. The FBI investigated Orms because she attended communist meetings, but no reference to the left-leaning views espoused in her cartoons appeared in her files. Torchy togs, or paper dolls of Torchy with a range of upscale outfits, supplemented the comic strip. Her career as a cartoonist ended when the Defender and Courier neglected comic strips to focus on social and political issues. But she continued to create murals and other art into her later years, until her rheumatoid arthritis got too severe for her to work on them. Orms was also engaged in her community through organizations like the Chicago Urban League and the Southside Community Art Center. She and her husband were friends with artists like jazz singers Sarah Vaughn and Lena Horne. She died of a cerebral hemorrhage at age 74 in Salem, Ohio. Jackie Orms did pioneering work as a syndicated cartoonist, and she's remembered for her nuanced depictions of Black women and girls, as well as the bold social commentary she put in her cartoons. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you haven't gotten your fill of history after listening to today's episode, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at T-D-I-H-C podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.